Hey, traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, April 20, 2022. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? Well, we're going to take a look at a little bit of the granular side of the market. We're going to take a look at the daily chart, see what's what, do the assessment, but I'm going to point out a couple of important things as it stands for the numbers. You'll begin to see why certain numbers are important, how they were important during the trading day today, and most importantly, why they're important and how we use them going forward. Because the same thing that I'm going to show you today is applied to many different charts, many different time frames. All charts act and react the same way. That's something that I teach in the course, Lazy E-Mini Trader. Not only do I teach that fact, but I show how it all works. So let's do the assessment thing. So here's what we have. Yesterday, they hit an important number, and they put in a reversal candle. They hit the important number two days ago. Yesterday was the reversal candle. Now let's take a look a bit deeper at some of the numbers and some of the things that are taking place now and both from a closing price and an intraday perspective will begin to make more sense. It will solidify some of the things that I teach in the course at Lazy E-Mini Trader. Okay, fair enough. So here's a breakdown candle from the 14th. The high is 444.73. Where did we close today? 444.76. Okay, fair enough. Might want to put that at least near a sticky note. Here's another breakdown candle. The high is 445, and guess what? The closing price yesterday was 445.04. No accidents, no coincidences. Now, there's one more in the mix, and the high over here is 445.75. But look what happened as they started pushing above all these candles down here that were making the bearish pattern, the bearish flaggish pattern we talked about last night, what happened as soon as they got above that stuff? They went and filled the gap. Officially, the gap comes in at 447.57. The high today is 447. You guessed it, 57. They didn't get very far today. They didn't get very far on the upside or the downside. But the good news is we had the up day yesterday. We didn't necessarily have a big follow through today, but they filled a gap and they stayed put. That's at least a check mark in the good guy column for the bulls. By the way, right after the market closed, and some of you will say because of the Tesla earnings report, doesn't matter what the reason is, what matters is what the market does and where it is. Here's the aftermarket activity. It's an hourly chart, and you can see here the market's trading right now, 445.60, they were up over 445.75, remember that number, from just a minute ago. All these numbers are important for their own particular reason. For the time being, let's put the number crunching aside and go back to the chart and make the assessment of what's going on next based on A, if the market is above a certain number, or B, if it's below a different number. We know that on the south side, if they start falling and they come back into the zone that they were making the bearish pattern to begin with, that's just a continuation of this channel 
all they would have done is spike the top of the channel, fill the gap, and fall back down, and that would set the table for another move lower if they can't really get going and they fall back into this channel. Remember, we're the umpire calling balls and strikes. That's the south side case. The north side case is pretty simple. If they can get above 447.57 and start pushing above, closing candles above from an intraday perspective, guess what? The door's going to open for the next important spot. What's the next important spot? Well, we look over to the left, we look up a little bit, and we see another gap, so we have to double-check, was this gap filled or not? I've already done the work. It was not filled. It came close, but they missed it by about 40 cents. You see the high here is 450.69, the high in this candle 450.63, and the actual gap is 451.03. So on the way up, A, these pivots will be resistance, but they should get up into this gap, fill the gap, get up into the moving averages, even the 100 period moving average, which is slightly over the gap. That really is the next target in the northern direction. Do they have to stop at the gap? Well, no, from an intraday perspective, inside the number members will have a beat on what the numbers are above the gap, and whether or not at the time the gap should be resistance creating a reaction in the other direction. That's an intraday, real-time type of thing. So there's your schematic in the northern direction, in the southern direction. What about inside the numbers? Let's check out the commentary. We'll circle back to stocks on the move. It was kind of a short day in terms of the commentary. Once they made the move, the writing was on the wall that they were just going to go in that back-and-forth chop-shop formation. But you'll see that as we go along. It's hump day. Wake up flat, which was a good start for the Bulls. They need follow-through to stick the landing, the landing from yesterday. So the numbers were rather straightforward. Above 445, and the door is open for 447.60. I was rounding. The actual gap was 447.57, but they did all that. So once the door opened, they ran up and filled the gap, and that was all they were going to do in the northern direction today. Above on candle closes, we had another number, but they didn't do that, so they fell back down. We didn't need the other numbers, but you have to come to the game prepared for either way. The other side of the tape is below 445 on candle closes, and the door opens for a test of 443 and likely a spike of it. Here's the visual. This is what we've got. So the top of the chart is a line. That's at the gap. So they went up. They filled the gap right away. The high was the high. We already looked at that. 445, as you'll see later in the commentary, that was our pivot. It was our pivot right away. And then 443 was that support level that they would, A, get to if they were below 445. We don't know that they'll get there, but the door is open. If they got there, it would have been support, but they never got there. Let's see what else we have as the day gets underway. So early in the morning, this is 937 post. Just for the record, the morning thieves are heading up to complete the 447.60, give or take. They were heading up there at that time. I don't know that they actually did it. We saw what happened after the opening bell, so it doesn't really matter. 447.60, give or take, that's the give or take. 447.57 was the take. 
is overhead resistance. They can spike it, but it's unlikely they simply blow on through without a pullback of sorts. So that's a half hour before the market opens. If they get up there and start closing candles above, there are other numbers. We'll have them in real time. Well, we already gave them to you in the pre-market notes anyway. Now, before the opening bell, here's what we're saying. 447 is our early pivot. Why is that? Because it's a really important spot. It's a gap. If they're going to hit the gap and pull back, that's one thing. If they're going to jump over the gap at the open or blow right through it, that's an entirely different market scenario. So right at the opening bell, before the opening bell, we have to consider 447.60 as our pivot because you don't know if they're going to blow through or pull back just yet. So you have to be wise to what's actually going on. Here's another of note. This is important. We're going to get to stocks on the move later, but let's get this one out in the open. 925 before the opening bell. Of note, Netflix will bounce, but can go lower first. There will be a massive amount of volume and stuff gets spiked. Be aware if trading it. Lighten your share size. In other words, this one was high risk. 931, 447.57, daily chart gap reached. That's our pivot above and the likely spike 448. That's a right away type of thing. They didn't do that, but you have to know. For now, the only support on the board is around 445, give or take. That's 937. 445, give or take. 445, give or take. 948, a bounce off 445 should give five points. If they can't, they're going to start to fall. They did that, but that was just a minimum required profit for the scalp trade. Right away, they bounced. 445.70 is overhead resistance. So from a short-term perspective, above, they can begin another push. Below, they'll fall back down. Now, 454 is the pivot. Candle closes. 433, give or take, is on the table. They didn't get all the way there, but they worked on it. More number stuff. Right around 10 o'clock, they were below, before 10 o'clock, they were below 445. Right at 10 o'clock, they ran up to close that candle above 445. Again, no accidents or coincidences. That's kind of telling you they're going to try and bounce. Here's that candle one more time at 10 o'clock, and guess what? The closing print, 445.02. Did they bounce? You bet. We're moving along. Read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You know about 445, you know about the gap that was filled. Above that is a different kind of market. They never got above that. They never got to 443. They hung around what? The pivot. It was always the pivot all day right after the opening bell. That's really all we needed to know. There were traders that are able to and completely willing to trade around the pivot. They'll buy the pivot in a quiet tape, look for a bounce, and sell it. They'll do it three, four, five times. Not saying it works all the time every day, but today certainly did. 445 is your pivot. Look what they did to the pivot. They kept bouncing off the pivot, gave it up at the end of the day, but then what happened? They ran back up to try and close above the pivot, but they didn't by the end of the day. Not that big of a deal. It was more important from an intraday perspective. Stocks on the move. Remember, it's earnings season. They're coming fast and furious. Tomorrow will be no exception whatsoever. We're not going to look at the charts that did not hit their price objectives. We're going to look at the ones that did. 
Disney missed by a smidgen, but still never hit it. We'll look at Para, we'll look at Spotify, we'll look at Netflix, and Roku. I might have skipped Roku. Let's start with Netflix. So officially, it's classified as a shitburger. It opened below the first two levels, came into the third level, and it basically blew through it, closed below the hourly stop, and there you have it. This is going to happen from time to time. There was massive volume, like indicated in the pre-market, and they just took it out behind the woodshed. Hence the reason why I put the note on the board. you got to trim your share size. They can go a lot lower. Everybody and their brother was selling Netflix this morning. about Paramount? So all three levels worked. The first level worked. The second level worked. The third level worked. Regardless of how you did it, you got three trades, one trade, or two trades out of it. Paramount worked. The numbers work. Not every single time, the majority, the large majority of the time. Just for kicks, we'll take a look at Disney anyway. The number on the board was 123.45. Low of day happened to be 124.11. They came close, but they didn't do it. This will still likely go lower. About Roku, 106.91. They came close, bounced away, did it later. That's not necessarily the manner in which, but look what happened. The numbers absolutely worked on Roku. Big, nice rocket ride on Roku. Spotify worked. The second number opened below the first, so that's off the table. Second number worked. Third number worked. They worked together. They worked separately. Either way, they worked. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So they had a pretty good day today. Remember, my favorite market-leading indicator and just so happens, was up about six-tenths of one percent today against the SPY that was mainly flat up less than two-tenths of one percent, actually was down slightly on close. I was looking at the aftermarket stuff for a moment there. They're into the moving averages. Doesn't mean they won't bust through. Doesn't mean they won't spend another day or two at the moving averages. However, they're trying to break out of this bearish pattern underneath the moving averages. That's the bull case. Let's look a little bit deeper. So you had a gap here. That came in at 202.99. You filled the gap and spiked it today. The high was 203.87, but they still closed below the gap, just like the SPY. So as long as they're below the gap, you can't look up north to the next important spot until they get above and start closing candles intraday and then daily above that gap. Same routine as the SPY. If they fall apart and they come back down under 200 and remain in this channel here, they just remain in that bearish, flaggish thing under the moving averages. That's not good for the bull case. Kind of like the Qs are doing now. And the reason they're down there is because of Netflix today. Remember, the Qs are top-heavy in five, six, seven stocks. Netflix is one of them. So when Netflix gets taken out behind the woodshed, and shot three times, it was down 35%, $122, $123. Guess what? The Qs are going down. So just looking at each chart independent of one another, what we do have here is what we've been talking about is the remaining bearish, flaggish pattern under the moving averages that will result in an ensuing move in the southern direction unless they can get out of this scenario and break above the top side of the channel. That's the only way this gets taken off the table. The cues don't look exactly the same as the other charts. 
which one is the divergence that's going to correct itself following the other markets. Are the other markets going to correct downward and follow the cues on its divergence lower, or are the cues going to pull themselves up and follow the other markets and correct the divergence down back to up? Little bit of word salad, but you should get the point. Didn't mean to skip the folks down at the transportation department, and this is really important. They were up 1.7% today, 256 bucks. Guess what? That's not anything that we should just ignore. They're my second favorite market leading indicator, but you know what? A number one canary in the coal mine. They did the thing where we've been talking about a lot of other markets. They made a higher low, and now they're taking off. The other markets were working on another higher low, a third higher low. Are the transports giving us a window into the future of what to expect in some of the other markets? Hence, the canary in the coal mine. And then you go over to the financials and you say, hey, wait a minute. Without the financials falling apart, is it likely the rest of the market falls apart? The financials have been rallying for a couple days. They hit an important number, 36.67. We all knew about that. And they had a nice crisp bounce off of it right into where? The 20-period moving average, a natural garden variety place to find overhead resistance. Doesn't mean they can't get into these moving averages. This was day one of the first touch of the first moving average. Smash Mouth tried to rally, wasn't able to do it. It's a little bit disconcerting to the tech folks. If they can't get going, it's going to be ominous for the tech stuff. If they come all the way back and they start doing this again, we're going to have the same channel, just like we talked about in all the other markets, and it's going to mean that there's going to be a resuming move in the southern direction. Look at both sides of the tape. We're the umpire calling balls and strikes. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost. My strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.